0: Have you ever found yourself in a creative rut? It may be that you can't figure out the right music for your film or how to conclude your book, or you're stuck trying to rhyme a specific word in a song lyric. Those are minor forms. Perhaps your creative rut is more severe and you've lost your way. Wherever you find yourself in this spectrum of creative ruts, this episode is for you. Welcome to Phil VTech Podcast. Welcome dear creative My name is Phil Svitek, and it's my mission with this series to help you master mental fortitude because it takes way more than just skills and talent to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you don't, then the proverbial wheels will come off the wagon. In this lesson, I chose to discuss something that we all face at one point or another, and that is the creative rut. It's the stage where we've been doing something, and all of a sudden, we don't know how to continue. You can call it writer's block or creative fatigue, perhaps burnout. Maybe it can be even as severe as depression. This is what I'm referring to when I speak about mental fortitude. A creative rut has levels of severity. It can be mild or dire. Ideally, you'd be able to pull yourself out of a creative rut before you spiral into a deep existential crisis. But let's be honest with each other. Sometimes a creative rut can lead to that, where we're questioning our sense of purpose. In fact, it happens to a lot of people who find success. It's called the achiever's curse. It leaves the person feeling with a sense of what's next. Where is it all heading? What's it all mean? The good news is there's many ways to overcome creative ruts. Many of these methods are individual to you. Some will work, others will not. You might need to combine certain ones, and they may change over time. But it is my goal to present as many techniques as I can to help pull you out of your creative rut, no matter what depth you found yourself in. Also, before I forget, I invite you to comment afterwards with any techniques that you may have come up with that I forgot to include. That way, everyone can benefit from your suggestion, including me. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this show, I invite you to do so now. Thank you if you just did. So, let's begin with option one. Many people who get stuck creatively do so because of routine. Don't get me wrong, having a routine can be extremely beneficial. By sticking to a routine, your mind gets in a creative rhythm. But there can be a certain point where doing the same thing over and over diminishes the returns. It might feel like you're just going through the motions and able to predict everything that comes. And because of it, your mind gets stuck and can't think of anything exciting or new. It's always the same thing, isn't it? What was once fun now begins to be viewed as a laborious cycle. This phenomenon is a symptom of the law of diminishing returns. To counteract this repetition vary your routines, and try new activities. Part of the reason you can't think different thoughts is because you've trenched yourself in and now need to take a more bird's-eye view of the situation. Science has shown humans crave variety. Having habits calms us and can set us up for success, but our minds need to be stimulated with new experiences. That's the goal of switching things up, to engage your mind. If you take the same walk every day with your dogs, stop. It's become a default where you don't think about it. Take a new route instead and observe the world around you. Smell the flowers, as they say. There are so many ways to ignite your brain. It can be little things like uh, moving your desk to a new part of the room. Um, There's also bigger alterations such as working at night instead of the day. Whatever you can think of, try it. Maybe you eat the same breakfast every day. Stop and enjoy some new flavors. I'm sure you can think of other ways to vary your day. So go ahead, write them all down and test them out. It doesn't matter how many of them you try. Just alter something because as my mentor, Bar Rescue's John Taffer likes to say, quote, if you do tomorrow what you did today, you're stuck, end of quote. Isn't that after all why you're listening to this lesson? Because you're stuck? Now let's discuss option two, which is to do physical activity. Our bodies carry tensions in the form of stress. These need to be released so they don't bog us down. There's a great quote from Reese Witherspoon's character in Legally Blonde that goes, Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands." The last part of that is a joke, but it does ring true if you think about it. You can't be in a creative rut if you're happy. Being in a Creative rut is synonymous with low, sluggish energy, right? Even people who aren't so intuitive can read a person's body language and know if someone is in a state of emptiness. The passion is gone from them. But if you're happy, it's the opposite. You look vibrant and excited. There's a joy to what you do. Plus, when you exercise, you're giving your brain a rest. You're focusing on something else entirely, which activates other parts that are integral to creating breakthroughs. Many people state that they gain insights because of exercise. This is true because as i said you're not only releasing the stress you've been carrying but allowing new perspectives to enter you begin to focus more on the present moment rather than worrying about the past or the future exercise is a great way to essentially unlock yourself while maintaining better health which don't get me started on the benefits of health in terms of a creative lifestyle just trust me that there are many many i mean without our health What have we got, really, right? But anyway, the point being, uh, get out there and do something. Doesn't matter what, whether it's hiking, biking, golfing, ultimate frisbee, basketball, swimming, bowling, soccer, whatever. The point is, do it. And here's my suggestion to you. I've never been someone who likes to go to the gym. In fact, I hate it. It feels like a chore to me, a means to an end. What I'd much rather enjoy doing is being competitive with people and playing something. Pickup leagues are a great form of that. I find a lot of groups on the meetup app that I get together with and enjoy playing with. It's not to say that you can't do the gym. It's just not my cup of tea and might not be yours. So I want to offer an alternative because to me, playing sports with people is way more fun than just me on a treadmill. There's that added human element. Again, though, it's up to you. Number three gain a fresh perspective. Part of why we feel stuck creatively is because we haven't seen ourselves progress. There's a sameness associated with all the things we do. To rid yourself of that sameness, and helps to be able to see the world in an altered light. Sometimes, I literally lie down on the floor and think because it forces me to examine the space around me differently. How often do you stare up? Probably not a lot. Most of us are either looking eye level or down. This is just one small example of being able to shift your perspective. Other ways to expand your horizons, as some call it, is to watch a documentary, read a book, whether fiction or nonfiction, watch a TV show or see a movie. But if you do the last two, I encourage you to do it undistracted. Really focus on the content rather than looking at your phone or anything else because it dissipates your level of involvement. The idea is that you're not paying attention to yourself, but you're observing things around you. Gaining a fresh perspective is in a way about slowing things down. You can even gain perspective by stargazing at night. It really doesn't matter. See, what's happening is that after a certain point creatively, you've given it all you got and expended yourself. So you need to now inhale because for far too long you have been exhaling. Creative coach Mark McGinnis, during my interview with him, talked about this idea where the last 20% of creative work is for your audience and not for you. I encourage you to listen to the full interview if you haven't done so already. But anyway, the idea being that when you've worked on a project mentally for an extended period of time, whether that be six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, maybe more, well, you've gone through that mental exercise for yourself, but the project isn't yet finished. You need to drag yourself to that finish line, For the audience's benefit, not yours. It's this disconnect that creates a feeling of drudgery and why you're losing passion and finding it hard to overcome small hurdles with the project. But finish it you must because a true artist must bring his or her work to life. Seeing the world in fresh ways allows you to reinvigorate and remind yourself why you started the project in the first place. It fills your lungs with the air you need to finish out this so-called marathon. A subset of option three is to go on vacation. Doing so allows you to explore new parts of the world, and see a life you don't experience daily. That's the definition of a fresh perspective. Take a guided tour and learn the culture and history. If you don't, that's okay. But have a childlike sense of wonder and walk about yourself and be curious about everything in sight. See, you've been so go, 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 and strictly aimed towards your creative project that a vacation might be what you need to rejuvenate yourself. We all need one from time to time. It is a false notion perpetuated by American culture that work is the end-all be-all. You can't just work 24-7, it's unsustainable. And if it's unsustainable, then it's impossible. Think about that, right? I know, I know, nothing's impossible. No, but I believe there's more to life than working yourself to death. You can enjoy it, and the only way to do that is to make it sustainable. Part of what leads creatives into despair is that they go after something so wholeheartedly that once it's over, they feel like they've lost their sense of purpose or place in the world. They never stop to put that goal into perspective. And goes back to that phrase, the achiever's curse. Many people are left empty once they accomplish something. Don't let that be you. Enjoy the ride. Take that moment to be part of the world instead of isolating yourself from it just to do your work. Your work has meaning. It does. I believe that. But you do too. And you need the world as much as it needs you. So explore it from time to time. Take a vacation. Now, see how all these are interconnected? I hope you do because the fourth option ties in with each of these, and that's to go into nature. The outdoors has such positive effects on our souls that it's ridiculous. Beyond the idea of how we're not meant to be just indoor creatures, nature allows us to see the interconnectivity of the world, to inhale literally fresh air that we may have been missing, to feel the sun on our skin which nourishes the body. On and on the benefits go. So enjoy Mother Nature. The fifth option I have for you may seem contradictory, but once we explore, I promise it's not. The fifth method is to continue working on your craft and or project daily. Set aside time, and even if you don't get a lot accomplished, just sit there for that time. Author Neil Gaiman adheres to this principle. He makes it a rule whether he can either write or do nothing. It's okay if he doesn't write, but he can't go on social media or anything like that. He just has to sit there or write. What you'll find in time by doing this is even if you're not getting much done initially, the act of trying will create habit and momentum, however small. Many people talk about the importance of showing up. This falls into that category. You must show up to work. We all have bad days, but like with our regular jobs, we're expected to clock in and clock out. Treat your art the same way. A good rule of thumb is that anything can be changed or adjusted provided that there's something to begin with. You can't revise something if there's nothing to tweak. So no matter what amount you accomplish, do it. Make yourself accountable and tackle your creative passion daily. Now, number six, spend time with people. This is a loose term on purpose. People in this instant can mean friends, family, creative groups, or even your therapists. We're social animals and need human connection to feel content. Furthermore, we can only do and see so much for ourselves. We need that human contact to allow us feedback, whether spiritually or creatively. And especially in more severe times when you're feeling really low, you'll need to call upon your circle for support. There's this idea whenever we're facing a problem, we need to be strong enough to pull ourselves out of it. It's a sign of good character. Well, that's bullshit. No man walks alone. Do not be afraid to ask for help. We all need it. Be honest and truthful. Let people know how you feel. When you're in a sad emotional state, talking with people is a great way to begin to heal. And maybe the issue you're facing may seem trivial, like I can't figure out how my main character gets his goal by the end of the story. Don't fret. Ask for advice on it anyhow. You'd be surprised at the amount of creative ideas others can provide uh, you with if you just ask. Never be ashamed to reach out. Method number seven is tied with my sixth piece of advice, and that is to help others. When it comes to human interaction, it must be reciprocal. It's a give and it's a take. Interestingly enough, often the relationship becomes exponential, meaning that the more you give, the ever-increasing amount you'll get in return. True value in life comes from helping. Entrepreneurs say that to people starting a business all the time. Solve a problem. The greater the problem you can solve, the more wealth they'll accumulate. That might sound intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. Start small. Be there for your friends and family when they need you. Volunteer at a local charity. It will give you a sense of purpose and take away focus from yourself. It can literally make you feel that you have a sense of purpose and place on this earth. Why do you think so many people love volunteering? It's for this very reason. And because of the connections you can make and the bonds you can strengthen, the more support you'll have around you in turn. And that's the beautiful thing about helping others. They'll want to help you when you need it most. If you haven't figured it out by now, let me be fully clear. Getting out of a creative rut is all about a fresh perspective. As humans, we're meant to progress, and fresh perspectives allow us to make that progress. Each piece of advice that I've shared has that common thread. But a lot of these techniques that I've introduced to you are also about the external. There are ways for you to rid yourself of your creative rut through internal methods. These methods are meditation, journaling, drawing, or sometimes catching up on the necessary sleep. Apart from sleeping, which has so many advantages, each of those suggestions allow you to reflect to gain clarity about yourself. Remember, we start going into a state of despair when we can't see beyond ourselves. Doing something like journaling or meditation allows a third-person perspective, in a sense. It calms your mind enough to notice aspects of life that it couldn't during the regular pace of your day-to-day. Ray Dalio, one of the world's most successful investors, says, Our most painful moments are also our most important. Rather than run from pain, we need to identify, accept it, and learn how to use it to better ourselves." End of quote. This is exactly what self-reflection is all about. You must explore your emotions and understand why you're feeling them. Do not suppress them. They will resurface later and have a greater negative impact on you versus confronting them up front. Which brings me to a key point. I'm highlighting all the things you can do to get out of a creative rub. I'm trying to add more tools in your toolbox so that when you're faced with a wall, you know you'll have other options besides just running through it. You can essentially bypass it, right? As I mentioned, if you have some methods that I haven't yet mentioned, please, please, please add them in the comment section so that way we all benefit. Anyway, what we also must discuss is what not to do because it's equally as important. You cannot numb yourself through alcohol, drugs, sex, movies, or any other form of escapism to release yourself from the creative rut. If you do, it will be short-lived and the tidal wave of negative effects will approach you soon after. Sure, there are many artists who have medicated and created great art, but why not strive to be good and happy? There are plenty of examples of that kind of artists as well They just don't get talked about as much. You don't need to be a tragedy to be considered a genius, so avoid recklessness. Addiction is really anything that disrupts your life to the point that the outcome is overall negative. Gambling can be fine as long as it doesn't control your life. Having a beer or wine is fine as long as you're not craving it all day every day. You get the sentiment. But please, understanding is one thing. Adhering to it is another. I don't mean to get preachy on you, but there's so many people in the world that suffer from isolationism, loneliness, depression, and any kind of suffering, and that very well may be you. And I want you to know that you're not alone. The human condition, which is life itself, is something we're all navigating as best as we can and trying to figure it out every day. Ask for help. Seek help if you're at a really low point in your life. There's no shame in it. You are loved somewhere by somebody. I guarantee it. You and I don't know each other most likely, but you have my compassion, my sympathies, my support. If nothing else, connect with me via my website or social media, and I promise I will help however I can. But I am almost certain there is somebody else in your life that cares. Perhaps someone you least expect. But let's not end this lesson on a low note, because as I started, the good news is you can get out of a creative rut no matter what. Here are two more ideas for you to try if you're stuck creatively, which I think you'll get a lot of benefit from. The first of the two is to look at other industries for inspiration. Perspective yet again. But seriously, sometimes there are solutions to our problems that exist in other trades that don't exist in our own. Studying them may be the key to unlocking what you've been missing all along. And the second of the two is to create daily challenges for yourself. Part of why you may not be able to overcome something is because you haven't yet ever done it. But try testing in a small scale way and learn. Or just come up with limitations on small projects and see how you overcome them. Doing so will gain you new insights and tricks for future use. For more on this advice, check out my episode called Daily Artist Challenge, where I go into depth with this. All right, that's a wrap. But don't you click away to another lesson just yet because I want to remind you that you can read the transcript of this episode and access other free resources on my website. Links are provided below. Also, I recently released a short film my friends and I made called A Very LA Birthday. It's only five minutes and it would mean a lot to me if you saw it and commented. Lastly, a huge thank you to the people that helped make this episode possible. If you too would like to support this show, well, you can either by heading on over to my Patreon or sporting some of my merch from my store. Thanks for tuning in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media, and I'll see you next Wednesday with another one of my lessons. Bye.